Blog Talk Radio. How do you feel? 
I mean, I, you know, I was thinking of you and I was ready to call and, you know, maybe call like, uh, you know, 211 or something and have you talked off the ledge. But, you know, are are, are you OK? Uh, not really. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, probably should have called a couple of times, but for now I'm off of it, the ledge. Uh, I watched the game three times since the first iteration. Each and every single time. Um, first of all, the ending never changes. And actually, it gets harder to understand, and it gets worse from my experience and watching it, just because there's just so many pivotal moments within that game that could have changed the outcome of the game, and just self-manufactured mistakes on, on so many of those uh, different sequences. Mm, mm. Okay. Well, I know you feel bad, K Star, and I'm only here to make you feel worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't resist. That's that's I couldn't resist. So so so, K Star. Let's start. Let's you know we got to talk about the miracle. But before we gotta go ahead. We gotta jump right into the Steelers. Um, Dr. Train ain't here yet, but you know he'll catch up. So you know, K Star, you said some. I'm gonna save the last tweet that I said. Oh, you done did it now. We'll save that for when Dr. Train joins us. But you know, other than that, you you said some pretty um, self-deprecating things about your Patriots, man. You were you were more brutally honest about your team, I think, than I've ever heard you in all the years of knowing you and all of the years of doing the Madden Voice, man. I mean, you didn't you did not mince words. Um, so I guess we're going to start at the beginning. We saw the game. We don't need to rehash the game necessarily. But at the same time, you know, um, who do you blame or what do you blame on the fact that your team fell short of taking out the Jaguars? Well, I, I think the the reason why this year's loss um, from a self-deprecating purpose was from our, our horrendous uh, decision-making uh, – our decisions that – Mike Tomlin and Coach Haley instituted uh, on the team, and and the the fourth and one calls were horrific in itself. Uh, the lack of quarterback sneaking Ben Roethlisberger, who um, is actually eleven of twelve since uh, twenty eleven, and doing so uh, since Todd Haley's taken over the coordinator. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty fourteen. Uh, the fact that not one was called in those instances. The fact that we at the tail end of the game, outside of the fourth and one ridiculousness, fourth and one uh, absurdities, uh, at the end of the game when we were within seven, we had two timeouts and a two-minute warning, and we went out down seven with an onside kick. And a pathetic onside kick at that wasn't a good attempt. Then, moreover, the execution was irrelevant. The, the result was irrelevant because the process was terrible. And the process of, kick, or, uh, of doing an onside kick made no sense whatsoever. I mean, Jacksonville was going to just run the ball – and make the Steelers use their timeouts just to play uh, for for the Steelers basically to get the ball back. If, if and when they did, you know they would be playing to Jacksonville's strength, which is their pass defense. And beyond that, I mean, from a schematic perspective, from Ty from a Ty Haley's perspective, it made no sense to me why the Steelers start off the game running five wide against the pass, best pass defense in the NFL. You don't even have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield to to. Uh, to mask the threat of a run, you're eliminating play action altogether, and you're you're it's arrogant and it's ridiculous to do that against Jacksonville. Like that's one team you should never run five wide against, and certainly 
there were some instances in which, in which they had success doing so, but it was a terrible uh, scheme instituted, and, and moreover, it was just extremely arrogant. You can't treat Jacksonville like any other team in the league. They had the best pass defense by far. So it was horrific from all ends, defensively too. Um, the, the decision-making on defense – the lack of pass rush. I mean, we, we blitz a little bit. Uh, honestly, I don't really put them in the coaches. There were some injuries within the game, and frankly, we were just outmatched um, defensively against Jacksonville's offensive running game. So I can't really say blame the coaching staff there. Um, but on the other end, offensively, and, and of course, with those big decisions that cost us the game, we shot ourselves in the foot, and I think we cost ourselves the game, and I'm disgusted by it. This is the worst coach game Mike Collins ever had, by the way. Ever. Ever. And, it's, and it was disgraceful. And, and I love Mike Collins. This, mm. was the, this was the mm. biggest disappointment I, in such a long time. Mm. Let's let's bring Dr. Train on. He is now with us. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. How's it going tonight, fellas? Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, you missed my opening, my, my opening soliloquy, man. You missed it. But what I said was, you know, this is the time where all of us that didn't make the playoffs, we sitting back talking about what ha- what, what happened because we good. We done already cried. You know what I'm saying? We done yeah. already shedded our tears. We done already felt our – we already looking at the draft, coaching change. Like, we done. Right. So, you know, right. these, these guys with the heartache now, it's like, huh, what? You know what I'm saying? It, it it really you know it, it and and K Star is he's our brother, but when I look at the heartache now, I only have one thing to say. Bruh. That's it. That's all I can say. <laughs> the heartache. You know what I mean? Because you know we don't know who are. And K Star had you know team uh, you know again again. I gotta ask a question of K Star because. You know, we're going to rib you a little, but, you know, we love you, man. We're going to rib you a little. But I have to ask a question, and then I'm going to bring Dr. Train in here because you, you tweeted something that I know Dr. Train is going to take exception to. But before we go there, I have to ask this question, and this has been the talk of, the, you know, the couple of days. With all of the talk from the team and the head coach about England, did they look, in your opinion, and be honest, did they look past Jacksonville? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, there's okay. no mistake. There's no questioning that. Our defense did so. I mean, you know, Le'Veon had a tweet about it. Um, and frankly, like, there's no proof to this, but it almost seemed as if the coaching staff maybe had other plans too and, and looking ahead, you know, just because there was so much noise from our camp uh, leading up to the game of blatant disrespect towards Jacksonville, which – can be controlled and contained from a, uh, you know, top down approach, you know, through the uh, uh, coaching, you know, you shouldn't, you don't hear the, the Patriots saying stuff like that ever about looking to their next opponent. Bill Belichick would, you know, uh, just wouldn't have any of that, that noise coming out from his, from his camp. And it did on our end. And certainly we, we did look past Jacksonville. We said it publicly multiple times, multiple players. You know, do, do who calls your plays? Is it Haley that calls your plays? It's Haley, right? Yeah, Haley, yep. Do you, do, you, do you remember a few years ago I said that he ain't the guy and you, you disagreed with me? I, 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 I'm not going to say I told you so. What I'm going to say is he ain't the guy. And the reason I say that is because you guys have been successful not because of him, in spite of him. You've been successful because Big Ben is a monster. 
you know, Antonio Brown, a monster. Le'Veon, a monster. You know, then you go and you get guys like, you know, Bryant and Juju and all these guys, and man, oh, man, you know, I can go and coordinate that team and get some wins, okay? I can go out there and call some plays and get some wins, okay? You're dealing with an incredibly talented team. But I saw what I saw when I saw it, and I saw it, and I said, that's Haley. Because he, he was in Dallas. I remember him. That's him making mistakes. Now, you're right. We've got to put some of this on Tomlin because Tomlin has the right to say no. Tomlin has overall power, and it was Tomlin's call to do that damn stupid onside kick. I mean, let me just say this to Mike. Let me just say this to Mike Tomlin. You stupid. They're not. What's nine plus? Man, that's all I feel. Hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to do that again. You're stupid. There you go. All right. I got a couple of them. Um, <laughs> that, that was you. Man, I like that. Hold on. I like that. Yeah. You stupid. They're not. Yeah, man. Um, that was a, that was as bad of a call as not running Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It was on that level of just 218 left, two timeouts, and a two-minute warning. And you don't trust the steel curtain. I even tweeted it when it happened. You don't trust the, the whatever version of the steel curtain you have. You don't trust them to get one stop. Instead, you're going to kick an onside kick? Come on, man. That ain't unleashing holy hell, bruh. Man, I'm, I'm not happy. I wasn't happy because I like Mike Tomlin. Okay, maybe I was a little happy. <laughs> just a little bit. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. Okay, maybe I was a little happy. No, I wasn't happy. Maybe, maybe I was. That was the decision. All right. Um, Dr. Train, are you with us? I'm here, man. All right. All right. So I got to read this tweet that that, 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 that K-Star made a point of tagging me and you. Okay, so JB, you may not have seen it because, you know, K-Star didn't include you. I guess, you know, I guess he don't love you because he didn't include you, JB. Um, I couldn't uh, figure it out. I was looking for it. It's JB. JB, what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that. Is it with JB or J Chill 05, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Hold on, I have it right here. I think I have it right here. I'm looking at your picture, nigga. Nigga. <laughs> All right, I'll. But anyway. Anyway, um, so here was the tweet, Dr. Train, because I know you ain't on Twitter a lot. Um, but some dude named Evan Silva, he's got a little, he's got a little, a little blue check mark, so he must be somebody important. I never heard of him. I don't know who he is. Um, no data backing here, but it feels, air quotes, like Steelers have had recurring penchant for looking past opponents they deem inferior and playing down to comp under Tomlin. So I'm just wondering, Dr. Train, your thoughts on that statement that uh, K-Star has endorsed and co-signed. Just wondering what your thoughts are. <laughs> well, you know, that's why you sitting at home with us, man. We made room on the couch for you, bro. Because <laughs> you think you played down to a phone. <sighs> i tell you what. i tell you what. i tell, I tell you this. So after watching Atlanta – Lose Saturday. Uh, 
to those darn Eagles, as Atlanta was my closet team, you know, I just had a feeling Sunday was going to go all kind of crazy. And even though I just didn't think the Steelers would lose it, dude, y'all displayed the same problems y'all displayed when you played Chicago. Inability to stop the run, slow, slow start to a game, and you let a good defense get in that ass. Hey. I won't knock you too much because you actually put up 42 offensive points. Ugh. If the other team put up 45, um, you know, three, 45, the difference being three more than. So, yeah. <laughs> so, from that perspective, you look good, but you allow 45. Look, man, y'all had a kink in your armor, and I'm sorry. Jacksonville was like the worst team you could play. To uh, I hear the whole talk of looking past, looking past them, looking past them. Yeah, you can put some blame on the coach, on the coaches. You know, they're supposed to make sure the guys are ready. Uh, I put most of that blame on the players more than anything. Look, Jacksonville whooped y'all ass the first time around. There shouldn't have been no reason. Why not one still a player would not be amped to get back in that ass? And y'all went out there and got mollywhopped until you woke up and started scoring some points. And then it really was just too late. Damn, man, 42 well, points, are you still sitting at home? Bruh. Yeah, against the Jaguars. Uh, top defense in the league. It's pretty disgusting. Um, just to respond to that, though, but this you is put a, a forty-two on a top defense. So well, and you went down twenty-eight-seven. Yeah, you went down twenty-eight-seven. That that's a problem too. When you're at home, when uh, you know you're playing a team that Molly walked you back in week five, you've been running your mouth about, Ben, I want them, I want them, you know, and they talking right back, say Jalen Ramsey, you know, talking about, yeah, we want you too, motherfucker. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't backing down. And then they come in and for the first, what, quarter and a half, you know, I think y'all got it to 28-14 at the half. I think, you, you know, you did the whole score at the end of the first half, score at the beginning of the second half. Thank God. Um, but that, I, I, I sat there when I saw that and I said, I'm sorry. What what happened? Is that Eli Manning that quarterback? Because I mean, <laughs> but, uh, Ben had no problems moving the ball the whole game. The, the, you know, Big Ben having a midlife crisis, man. I had the, no problem. He is having a midlife crisis. The dude, the, the season, dude is the first quarterback. Right then, I don't give a damn what it is. Thirty-five. He's having a midlife crisis. Uh, okay, well, if he's had a midlife crisis, and I think that there are, like, 30 teams that would take that midlife crisis because he's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns in a playoff game. I mean, so I feel like this is the Tony Romo situation where the blame is no. – it, it sounds like being attributed to him when he played his ass off. Like no, it, you know, understand why, understand why I'm coming no, from when I, say, when I say midlife crisis. First of all, you lose a game to this team, and you want to tell the media, oh, I guess – I guess they ain't got it no more. 
What are you talking he about, facetious. man? He was being facetious. We saw the rest of the year play out. I'll give them what to say. Pick your <laughs> shit up and play. Then you take the second ass whipping. It's like, man, I'm going to play for three more years. What the hell is going on with this dude? What, do, yeah, what, so what does he want to do? <laughs> it it okay, really so. is. Like, get no, us the game, uh, man. You big Ben. Yeah. Yeah, and Big Ben bald. All right, first of all. Um, but second of all, I mean, the dude, honestly, I think that he does not like or respect some of his coaches, most specifically Todd Haley. He's had a. He threw Todd Haley under the bus multiple times by insinuating, hey, I'm not sure why we didn't run a quarterback sneak. I'm not sure why we didn't run a quarterback sneak. Can't tell you why. I'm willing to do it. Call our coaching staff that. You know, and it's been three years. He said no, continuity I know in the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, it's been three years since the Steelers have run a, a quarterback sneak. Um, not sure why. <clears throat> uh, the dude was 11 or 12 previous, uh, a couple of years prior to that. I mean, it, he's one of the biggest, strongest quarterbacks in the league. He's like a shoe-in. I believe he's 18 you know. for 19 in his career. Just saying. Yeah, like, Go ahead. He's all, he's awesome, man. He's a big I mean it makes sense. He's a big dude, like he's right. Big so, I, mean, I mean, let's call it like it is. He's white Cam yeah, Newton. Like, that's a big boy. <laughs> I mean, that's like yeah, he's like yeah. an ideal quarterback to run a quarterback sneak with. Like it, it, it again, right? Like these coaching decisions were terrible. He's thrown and has had alter or uh, yeah, altercations with Haley over the years. This year, uh it, it was quiet over the last couple of years. This year it seemed to pick back up. Um throughout the year there's been some uh, discussion points between them that have been contentious. Um, and, you know, I, I think that ultimately co- uh, coaching decisions is what led to the Steelers' loss as, as well. I mean, there's more than always just one contributing factor, but as well as looking past Jacksonville to a degree. But, you know, both can be argued as being um, the functions of coaching. Like, you know, if, if, if players are looking past the team, part of the j- job of the coach is, is to – condition their players into to you know uh basically you know kind of be proved to be their their father in aspect and, and you know instill discipline on them if they won't if they can't do it themselves you know i mean this has been an undisciplined team in that regard throughout the year and i'm not sure why it's unlike tomlin teams um but as far and i want to get back to this as far as the Steelers playing down to their competition uh, the reason why that is actually a thing and, and it's true is um, the Steelers since 2009, <laughs> since since 2009, have lost uh, 15 times to teams with a losing record, or I'm sorry, with a record less than uh, uh, 20% of the year. Meaning, for the last seven seasons, 15 losses come to teams with a combined record of 25 and 89 uh, over the last seven seasons. Meanwhile, the Steelers are 66 and 46 against winning teams. So, All right, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just interrupt. Let me interrupt real quick. All those stats might be accurate and all that. It don't apply to this game, though. No, no, no. no you no, didn't no, play no, down no, nobody. And this ain't the time to make that argument. Lose, lose to the Browns and then make that argument. You, This team, this, and, let, and let's give credit where credit is due, okay? Blake Bortles balled. Okay, he did. I don't like him, but that mism-fism went out there. I called him Blake Manning on Twitter. Blake Manning went out there and balled, okay? He balled. I'm just saying. I mean, every, when I thought, y'all, it was over, 
He came back, threw another touchdown. Matter of fact, I just took the TV on. He threw another touchdown. I, I'm just saying he balled. He led us. So yeah, he led necessary we, scoring drives when he had to. And I mean, from the very outset of the game, his first drive, uh, they went down the field and scored. They set the they set the tone and put their te- uh, you know the offense did that for them. They set their we're gonna up. have, dude. Y'all was down 28-7 halfway through the second quarter. Then y'all got that last touchdown, and then y'all then then y'all started to play some football. But that first quarter and a half, y'all didn't know what hit you. You know, what, one, two no, interceptions, were, a six, you know? We had an interception and a fumble, yes. Um, and we also had that failed fourth down when we did get momentum. We ran a – on fourth and two, we ran a top sweep to the right against the fastest Sweet. defenses in the league. It was horrific. That's Haley. That's your boy Haley that you defended yeah, I when know, I told I know. you. It was horrific. It was yes, horrible. That's your boy. That's your boy. Mm. Told you about mm-hmm. Haley. JP, JP, you've been quiet, Don't man. Worry. Jump in here, man. What you got to say to Case Don? What you got to say about the Steelers losing to your Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, let's put it like <laughs> this. We we talked. I've heard a whole lot of talk about Big Ben and the play calling and all that. But in, in it, as a perfect segue, T, you do have to tip your cap to Jacksonville and how they play. They came out and they did what they had to do, especially Bortles. He only he ran for 88 yards, passed for 87 yards in the uh, the wild card game, and everybody was like, "Well, if you leave it up to Bortles, then you know this is going to be a victory for the Steelers." But in watching that game, it kind of made me think about the game against the Bills. He did what he had to do to keep the offense on the field and keep the ball and their team matriculating down the field. Now, if memory serves correct, there was uh, they only had one fumble. They didn't lose it. Uh, I don't think he had any interceptions. So he played turnover-free football, which is what you need to do in the playoffs, especially against a team like the Steelers. And he did just that. So I put more emphasis on the Jacksonville offense versus the Pittsburgh defense than anything else. I think Pittsburgh was definitely missing Shazier, no question about it. And honestly, I think they were missing Mr. Harrison as well. Because if he was in the yeah. game, I, I feel like he could have been a difference maker too. But obviously with him being with the Patriots, that's really not going to make a difference for the Steelers. So that's, uh. that's where the discussion needs to be had. We're talking about an offense for Jacksonville that's really predicated on the run. So they had to stop the run before Nett still gets 109 yards and, what, two, three touchdowns. So they couldn't even stop the run. But then on top of that, they let in, in, in the probably the perfect play call that I have seen Jacksonville do is when they did the fake to the, the fullback and tossed it to oh. them behind the linebackers for a touch. That I just shook yeah. my head. I said, I did <laughs> I did one in Bernie Max. I just said, Oh Lord, because that was perfect. Picture perfect. Yeah. And that to me pretty much quantified the entire game. It seems like the Steelers, from a defensive perspective, was always a play or two behind or a step or two behind. Jacksonville just seemed to know what to do, especially when in, in the second one that was perfect play call. It was like a third and ten, and Bortles went through his progressions. He went through all of his reads, checked down to Yeldon. Yeldon ends up getting a first down and then some like a 20-some-odd yard play. Yeah. First down, ball keeps moving. It's those kinds of plays that are damaging to a defense. I don't care what caliber of defense you are. 
that will absolutely ruin your day. And that is what Bortles was doing play after play after play. So tip your cap to Bortles, tip your cap to the offensive line, tip your cap to the play calling too. Offense corner playing had a, a great game plan for him. And even with all that said, they still almost lost to the Steelers. Now, I won't put the script and say the Steelers offense. It took miraculous catches by all the bells of the ball. Le'Veon Bell had a terrific touchdown catch. Um, Martavis Bryant caught the ball in direct sunlight. I've had to do that before playing in a pickup game. That is hard as hell to do. And then Antonio Bryant making fantastic catches too. So all of that being said, all those fantastic catches still couldn't pull it out. And that defense let y'all down. Straight up. Y'all talk about Big Ben. Y'all can talk about the onside kick, which was, I agree, absolutely ridiculous. But y'all defense let y'all down. Uh, yeah. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, the, okay, so we can't change what happened to Brian Chazier. The one thing I will say is the Steel, or the Jacksonville Jaguars' focal point is seen to attack, uh, was to attack the Steelers' inside linebacker on, on several of those third downs with um, circle routes up the backfield and flare outs. And uh, they made it a point, and the Steelers lost uh, our starting inside linebacker within that game as well to attack them. And, and Bortles did a great job. And the super efficient on third down, the Jaguars were, uh, which, you know, it, it killed confidence in a lot of areas. And the Steelers were mounting a comeback. Um, and their, their play calling, they just out executed us, uh, frankly. Um, as far as the Steelers' <clears throat> defense goes, I mean, yeah, again, no chase here. Uh, it hurt, but offensively, I mean, we expected this though from the Steelers, right? I mean, in a sense that you would expect Antonio Brown to step up because he's a great player. Um, to me, unquestioned best receiver in the league, and that just needs to stop, especially after this past weekend. If there were any other Julio whispers going around, that's that's dead. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, hey, hey, hold on, hold man. on, hold on, hold on. When you lose, okay, you don't get to brag about being the best in anything. So kill that noise. I don't want to hear that crap this week. No, all right? Because I mean, I mean, you lost. <laughs> you don't get to come in and yeah. try to find silver linings and, well, you know, he's the bad. Okay. Just, yeah. Okay, well, you want, you want me to live in, in despair? You want, you want me to live in despair and be just depressed? Okay, fine. You know, no, all I'm this is hearing all that all year. We're out. I heard it all year, and I let you run off. He's well, the, the best at this. And they showed up. Bell's the and best they, and they did it. Yeah, yeah, and they showed up. Yeah. They came to play. They came to play. I mean – Realistically, what led the Steelers down to this loss was the function of the coaching staff, uh, coaching decisions, and defensively they couldn't get stops in big moments. It wasn't yeah. because the offense couldn't play. In big moments, and, and frankly, they couldn't get a stop in no moment. And <laughs> yeah, frankly, they put up 45. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, and <laughs> I, mean this, I'm, I mean this wholeheartedly. I, I am changing my philosophy, okay? I am changing my philosophy. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why I'm changing it and what I'm changing it to. We have a we have a we have a situation where think about this for a minute. I just want y'all to think. We didn't talk about the other games yet, but just think about what we have coming up this weekend. We've got Blake Bortles. We've got Case Keenum, who is the third quarterback on that team, and we've got I'm drawing a, um, um, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nick. Nick Foles, who is the backup, and Case Keenum, journeyman. Nick Foles done left Philly and came back, okay? And Blake Bortles 
before these la- before this last game, no one would put any money on Blake Bortles. We have those mm-hmm. three guys going to the chip game, one game away from the Super Bowl, and the only you know we don't have. Remember, there was three other four horsemen in there, and two of them are gone. We're going to get to the miracle in a minute. But Breeze is gone. Not necessarily his fault, but he's gone. Roethlisberger's gone. Not necessarily his fault either, but he's gone. Okay? So, and Rodgers ain't there because he got hurt. So we don't know what would have happened if Rodgers had been healthy all year. But here's what I'm realizing. Here's what this weekend taught me. Talked about Shazier. I know is a bad man. I'm not taking anything away from him. But you know what? This year taught me this. No excuses. Done. I mean, and that goes for me, too. I made excuses all year. Zeke was suspended. Um, uh, Tyron Smith missed the games and let, and let Atlanta get 27 sacks and one half on them. And, and, you know, David Irving missed the last few games from a concussion. And Sean Lee, I was guilty of it. I was guilty of it. You know what? No more, man. From this point on, I'm, I'm coming up. My mantra now, no excuses. If these three teams, can make it to the conference championship game with this with these quarterbacks? I mean, like, guys, I know I'm on a roll here, but just bear with me for a minute. Just think about this for a minute. Case Keenum beat Drew Brees. He didn't beat a journeyman. You know, he didn't, Case Keenum didn't beat Case Keenum. You know? He beat Drew Brees. And I get it. It's not a head-to-head competition. But Tom Brady figured it out. He just happens to be there. Every year, seven years in a row, he's in the conference championship game. No matter what happens, no matter who's out, Gronkowski's out, Edelman's out, Amendola's out, no running. It don't matter. Figures it out. I get it. He's got Belichick. I'm not counting. I'm just saying, every year they're there. The other three teams, Jaguars, Bortles, Case Keenum, the third quarterback from Minnesota, and then Nick Foles, I, I, I have realized excuses are, are, are your own. We need, and here on the Madden Voice, I'm going to lead by, no more excuses. You lose, you lose. If you ain't, if your team and your general manager and your head coach and your front office and your scouting department and your director of player personnel ain't smart enough to have Backups that are capable of going there and holding down the fort. We already know they're not going to be as good, but can they go in there and hold down the fort? Do you have schemes that you can use because Le'Veon Bell is out or Ezekiel Elliott is out or Antonio Brown is out? So what are you going to do? Your middle linebacker's out. So what are you going to do? This is the NFL. And this is what I say to freaking excuses. Blow it out your ass. Oh, I like that, man. I want to hear that one more time. Blow it out your ass. No more excuses, fellas. You know what I mean? If our teams are not good enough, then, hey, they just weren't good enough. I don't want to hear playing down. I don't want to hear overlooking, although it was, I do believe that was the case. I just, you know what? <laughs> you didn't show up. You didn't deliver. That's the bottom line. And you know what? Let's transition. We can get back to the Steelers if we need to, but let's let's transition because there's another game we really need to talk about, okay? There's another game that we really need to talk about, okay? Because I got to admit, I got to admit, 
my first my first reaction to the Minnesota game was somebody gonna be looking for a job. <laughs> That's my first reaction. Because that made me Bill laugh. Parcells, <laughs> Bill Parcells I hate, hate, man. Bill Parcells handwriting is all over these games because um, Zimmer was defensive coordinator for the Cowboys under Parcells. Peyton was offensive coordinator under Parcells. And we already know Belichick coached the, under the Giants uh, defensive. Uh, I don't know if he's a coordinator or line coach, but he was on a defensive staff under Parcells. Okay. So, so we know these coaches all came from the Bill Parcells school. And when we talk about Belichick being the best ever, let's just remember where, where he came from. My all time favorite coach. Bill Parcells, the only coach to ever take four teams to the playoffs, by the way, just so if anybody's out there, you want to talk about the, the greatest coaches ever, the only coach to take four teams to the playoffs. But my point is this. You think about Belichick or Parcells or Jimmy Johnson or some of these, some of these coaches. I don't give a damn what kind of season Marcus Williams had. You think he got a job next year on this team? I'd say nope. In my opinion, I could be wrong. I don't think so. So I've been hearing for the last days, he had a great season. He's a rookie. You know, it happens. Like, no, 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 no. I'll let y'all, you know, retort me in a minute if I'm wrong. But let me just get this out. This is the con- – this is you're, – you're now you're, – you're in the playoffs. You're going to the conference championship game and then the Super Bowl. Your coach's job is to get you ready. The one thing – that a safety should know how to do is tackle. <laughs> if there's nothing else that you do, is you tackle. He didn't even try to wrap up, bruh. He didn't even. He just went there and 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 ducked like like somebody was throwing a freaking uh, a wad of shit at him, and he didn't want to get hit, and he ducked. He didn't even look like he was trying to make a hit. I'm sorry, I can't excuse that. I've watched it. You don't, we don't all seen the play 117 times. He didn't even have his arms out like he was trying to make a tackle. Just try to do that little, that little bullshit undercut. How do you do that on, on what is probably the last play of the game? I don't care. You're, he's wrong. And, hey, I saw his interview, and, you know, I felt a little bad because I did post that he should be fired. He should be cut. I did. And then I saw his interview and he owned it. He owned it. And I felt, I felt a little bad. Just a little bad. Bruh. A little. Because he screwed up. And you, you, I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody can say anything they want. But I'm just going to say, yes, man. It's going to be a long off season for you because you cost that game. You did. You cost the Saints that game because there's no way that that play should happen. None. You are a professional. You get paid. You just, you got to make that tackle. That's all you got to do. Make that tackle right on the spot and the game's over. There's, there's no, there's no follow-up play. There's no chance for a field goal. It's over. All right. I done said my piece. Who wants some of this? I think it's hilarious. Um, I saw on Facebook, this is what happens when you play Madden and you use the hit, stick, and miss. I fell out laughing. I thought it was the most hilarious. Oh, thing. damn, that's, that's cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I was Can you dig oh, it? Shit, hit, stick. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? That was a good one. I got to give you some of that. 
Man, I, I can't even take credit for it. It's just something I saw on Facebook. I was in stitches and I still am. Um, See, man, you got to learn how to steal shit like that and own it. Just say, yeah, this, this is what I was thinking. Screw it. Screw where you got it from. I don't care. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it, it just cracked me up. That's, that's what I'm laughing about because the, the caption was perfect, too. <laughs> I mean, damn, it was perfect. Oh, my God. That's all I got to add because I'm still cracking up from that one. Oh, that's funny, yeah. Dr. Train, you are a man of defense. You are also a man of the NFC. Any thoughts? I, I mean, I know, I know it must have ate you just a little to see the Vikings advance. But thoughts on that last play? Or thoughts about uh, any, uh, whatever you want to talk about, man. To be honest, T man, I mean, Herm Edwards for his best man. You played to win the game, dude. This is why we watch the game. We don't know what's gonna happen. We think we know. We thought we know what was gonna happen this season, and we realized this is a season of you don't know anything. That's true. Now, what did you say, Herm? Said? I, I, I missed that. What did you say, Herm? Said um, I missed that. Man, you play to win the game, bruh. <laughs> Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. <laughs> That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Stop. Fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, I would have to say, just for the excitement of football alone, I enjoyed every bit of it. As mind you, I caught flack for catching the last few minutes of the game anyway. But hey, I dealt with that. I'm good. I licked my wounds. I'm back. All I can tell you, my moment, because everybody will remember that particular play and they'll remember what they were doing when they started play. Mind you, I'm on the bus. I'm on a shuttle bus coming back from the wine tour in Napa. And me and this other guy sitting next to each other on the bus, he with his wife, and my wife, we want to see him in this game. We done went through three phones because batteries are dying just so we can see the end of this Minnesota game. And when he caught that pass, we both, in our inner male voice, was like, oh, my God. Everybody on the bus, like, what happened? He's like, oh. Uh, touchdown, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, man. I, that's not really all I got to say. Yep, it sucks. NFC North team is in, and it's not us. But, oh, well, dude, that was that was an exciting finish. It's I love your football. Yeah. It's the yeah, joy yeah. of football, dog. I mean, this is where you put your allegiance to your teams to the side and just appreciate what just happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. K-Star, any thoughts on the Minnesota miracle, as they're calling it? Yeah, it was one of the greatest finishes, if not the greatest, to a playoff game I've ever seen. It was insane. Um, shout out to those Minnesota fans, because they've been through a lot of uh, playoff losses that have just been fluky or crazy. I mean, I think back to the Blair Walsh missed, like, 21-yard field goal against Seattle, for instance, um, 
or, you know, when they missed Gary Anderson, missed his first kick all year, and that's a championship game against the Falcons. You know, they've been on the other side of that. So it was, it was pretty cool uh, to see. Your face, football. your ass, what's the difference? Oh, sorry, you said something about. Yeah, sorry. What? Give a damn. I don't give a damn about the Minnesota fans. Who cares? Shout out to the Minnesota fans. I give a damn. You know what, though? It represents football at its finest, like the peaks, like the emotional roller coaster that it is. I mean, there was not one person who believed that Minnesota was going to win, given the circumstance, given the probabilities of no timeouts. You know, I think they were at their own 30. Got to get in, in field goal range. I mean, it, it was just such an unlikely scenario, and for it to come out in a miracle, uh, it was just it, it was peak football. I agree with honestly. all that. I, I agree with all of that. I don't think there was anybody, um, anybody. I mean, Diggs said he thought the game was over. Everett Griffin thought yeah. the game was over. Uh, Sean Payton's trading barbs with the fans before that last play. Um, I don't know if Case Ke- – I think Case Keenum just too stupid to know that, that the game was over. Um, but he might have been the only one that thought there was a chance, but that would be it. I mean, I know I, know I sat here watching, and I felt like I was watching the freaking college championship game all over again. I was like, no, no, this ain't happening. No, this dude ain't running for the touchdown. No, I'm waiting on someone to tackle him, or I'm waiting on a flag. Cause there ain't no way. That's they ain't no way. There's a flag. Somebody they did something wrong. You know. You know. They 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 something ain't happening. And I'm waiting. And then all the interviews. Everybody's like, what? What? The, the, the Vikings. They're interviewing the Vikings. And the Vikings are like, what just happened? I I don't know what just happened. I don't know what just. You know. I, it was just. You know. It, it was a. It was a. Call it a miracle. It was a miracle. Poor Marcus Williams. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I should I shouldn't laugh. Bruh. Shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't. Um, because he's he's you know he's he's young enough to be my son, okay. And I shouldn't laugh because he handled it like a he handled it like a professional. I give him a lot of credit. He didn't dodge. He accepted responsibility. He said he was wrong. He you know he he faced it. Although he do need some some pimple cream because damn, bruh, damn. Um, but, but, you know, he, he sat up there and he took the heat. Um, but, you know, um, <laughs> I think the real question is going to be, will he get over this? You know, I mean, will he, is this, is this, you know, when you lose confidence in the NFL, it's hard to get that back. Now he's got now, now he did done. Okay. It's over. That's the last play of your, of your season. It's over. You got to live with that till September. To get back out on the field, and the preseason don't matter. You gotta live with that till September. So it'll be interesting to see. You have to keep an eye on him and see if he, um, if he's able to recover from that 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 tragedy. And you know, man, hats off. We talked about Ben, but man, Drew Brees, man, that fourth down pass to I think the dude's name is Sneed. That fourth, the guy went down and down and out towards yeah. the sideline. Fourth and yeah, in. <sighs> yeah. You want to talk about ice water in your veins, man. Just, you know, like, man, I, 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 I envy, 
I envy that. I envy that that clutch. This is it. If you don't make this play, the game is over. Whether, well, no matter what sport it is, like the guy on the foul line and you're down by two and it's one-tenth of a second, you got fouled and it's one-tenth of a second and you got two shots and you're down by two. And you got to make them both to go into overtime. And, you, and he thinks them both. Okay? I admire that je ne sais quoi. You know what I'm saying? Like, I admire that. And I got to give my boy Drew Brees some credit, man, because – he, he he reproves why he's a horseman. Running game wasn't popping like it was during the season. And he went out there and said, that's okay. Now, I'm going to say this, and then I'll let y'all get whatever, you know, jump in here. But I'm a little concerned about my boy Drew, man, because that arm strength ain't what it used to be. I mean, he was never a cannon. He was never, you know, uh, you know, Vic or some of these guys with these, you know, rocking arms. But, man, a couple of those passes, man, I mean, he, like, wound up and got everything behind him, and still they were kind of short. And I'm like, dude, is it over? Like, are you – you got arm fatigue? Are you like a pitcher? You know, it's over? Like, I was a little – I'm a little concerned about that. A little concerned about what I saw from him as far as that deep pass goes. But other than that, he was on point, man. Got to give my man Breeze credit, man. He was on point. Anything else to add, gentlemen, before we move on? Well, I, I know they're calling it a miracle – and I know you probably say, you know, everybody looked at and looked at the game and see that, oh man, they're they're about to lose. Um, the truth be told, and maybe I'm not all the way in the boat with Case Keenum, but when I look at it, it's ten seconds, and you need one pass to get you in field goal range. I think the whole miracle factor is the fact that you had a defender over there that actually could have made a tackle, which would have forced the receiver to be tackled inbounds and it would have ended the game because there's no way he would have been able to get out of bounds. Um, but as much, miracle, credit right? as, you give, as much credit as you give Breeze for, like, ice cold veins, I got to give it to Case Keenan for not giving up on anything and standing in that pocket because to make that throw, just enough for his own man to get it. You got the stupidity of the defender just not making the right play, but very good play by Minnesota. Very good play no, by Case Keenum not to give up. Not to get not to give up. Well, I think you also got to give Stefan Diggs credit because he went up there and snatched it out yeah. there. It wasn't exactly I mean, a picture perfect throw. He had the presence of true. mind to not only stay in bounds but get out of the, just go for the touchdown because everybody's already said your first inclination get the ball, get out of bounds so you can stop the clock. He got the ball, put his hand down, and went went for for broke. Uh, so as much as credit you want to give the, the case, you got to give that and even then some to uh, to Diggs for the heads up play. You expect me to give credit to a guy by the name of Case? Making the case. Uh. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I I look yeah, I, 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 I honestly thought when he caught the ball, but I just real quickly, but when he caught the ball just for a split second, I honestly thought it was about to be a catch and out of bounds simply because it was right at the sideline. I had no idea that dude was gonna whiff and miss him that bad. <laughs> yeah, I I, I will agree. I give I give, I give them credit, but I understand why it's a miracle because there there was nobody that, that the game was over. You know, the previous two plays were bust, okay? 
It was third and ten. Um, the first down play was a bust. The second down play was a bust. Um, they had no timeouts. You know, they had uh, 70 yards to go. And the likelihood and the defense they were playing was the boundary defense to keep them inbounds. So the likelihood of them making a catch and getting out of bounds uh, in field goal range was unlikely. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, and they, they, they started talking about the, the Roger Starback, the original Hail Mary through Pearson back in the day that I actually saw live. I'm old enough to uh, remember watching that play live. Um, and, and they compare it to that. But I believe that play had like 28 seconds left on the clock, even though, you know, it was a Hail Mary. But, you know, this was the last play. It was over. You know, and if you think yep. of everything that it takes, the snap. I mean, think about it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. This is it, right? This is probably it, especially on the offense. So, so everything that has to be executed, knowing that this is probably it. And then, yeah, journeyman Case Keenum throws exactly where the ball needs to be. So, home. I mean, think about it. Of all the places he could have threw it, he throws it up high. Diggs goes up and gets it. Homeboy whiffs. Diggs turns around, like JB says, doesn't instinctively go out of bound to try to get a field goal. Runs up the field and scores. Man, there's a lot of a lot of things that could have went wrong, and everything on that one play went right for Minnesota. Everything. So yeah, I, I, I can see why they call it a miracle. Was that? I said everything went completely wrong for New Orleans because you think about it. Anyway, he's the safety. So if if he's the safety, who's going to be behind him? Nobody. Nobody. You're the one that's responsible for the back line. So if he whips, who's going to get him? Nobody, which makes his play right. even larger because of his position. Now that he's a cornerback expecting help, like what we saw in the, uh, in the championship game with Bama and Georgia. That's not the case. You're the safety. You can't afford to miss. You cannot right. afford to miss. And he completely did, and the rest is, as they say, history. Yep. Didn't, didn't even touch him. I mean, it was complete, like 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 a, a wish sandwich, two pieces of bread, wishing there was meat in the middle. I mean, nothing yep. there. We, we, we saw. We saw. Um, all right. I, I don't really want to spend any time on Philly and Atlanta. It was a kind of a nothing game. Congratulations to Philly, but fuck you, Philly. Um and um Yeah. And um came down to the war. Yeah, it was yeah, whatever. Um and New England and Tennessee was just, you know, I mean, okay, Tennessee teased us for a minute. They you know, they started and you know, I was kinda like, Oh, it was seven nothing and then New England said, Huh? What'd you say, T? And I was like, I didn't say anything and then the next thing you know, it was thirty five to seven. So, you know, it is what it is. Um I want to move on to these weekend's games because, you know, I, you know, let's let's talk about these matchups, okay? But before I do that, let me just say that we were all one and three. I, I knew it. I said it. I said we all agree. So we're all going to be Superman or we're all going to be duds. Well, we were all duds. We are all one and three, okay? So uh, standings stay the same. Train and JB are four and four. Uh, I'm right behind at three and five. And then K-Stars holding up the rear at um, two and six. And you know, K Star, because you are holding up the rear, this one's for you. All right. So, on that note, let's move on to uh, this weekend's games. 
and let's make some picks and get a little dialogue because, um, you know, regardless of what Vegas says, these are some very interesting games. So picks, but let's talk about let's, – let's a little dialogue on these games as well. Conference championships games, we're down to the final four. Then we've got the Pro Bowl. I believe the Pro Bowl is next week uh, or the week after. Um, and then um, the last uh, – the first February is the Super Bowl, and then it's over. So we are down to uh, four c- football games. And then that's it. No more competitive football till September. Um, and we get a little bit of break. Well, we can watch some of the coaching changes that are going on and all that stuff. And uh, I'll get ready for the draft. But so first game uh, is on CBS. I think it's uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, Jacksonville's coming up here up my way to New England to take on the Patriots. So let's start with Dr. Train on this one. Big um, pick. And uh, tell us why. <laughs> the bitch in the wisdom says take the Patriots. <laughs> but, man, um, I don't want to see the Patriots win another championship. <laughs> That's just me hating. Uh, that would be awesome from my wife's perspective. But it's, it's Is she a um, if she was no, she's a she's a Patriots fan. Oh, she's a Patriots fan. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. She would love to see a team win, just so she could flash her shirt and just look at me like you don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> what what makes it what makes it difficult for me to um, and I will say I won't be necessarily completely surprised if they win. Maybe a little surprised. But what makes it difficult for me to take Jacksonville is the fact that they gave up 40 I can't get past you giving up. You won 45-42. That vaunted defense that was getting in the Steelers' ass in the first quarter and a half gave up 42 points towards the end of that game. And if it wasn't for Jacksonville's offense to continue clicking, of course, the Steelers have a really nice comeback win. Um, I just don't see the mental lapses in the Patriots team, uh, happening on the Patriots team that happened. I find that that very difficult to see. Um, Bill Cech being one of the best coaches out there would be more than prepared, so... I may be wrote, I may be low key, you know, like go Jacksonville, getting it in. <laughs> but I'm gonna pick the Patriots. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Patriots. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, K Star, who you got and why? Uh, man, uh, I've got no win. I know, right? You got a no win situation. Yeah. I'm glad I made you um, rated, but God. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> There's no win here. Uh, I think that New England's going to pull it out, but I think it's be a really close game. I think Jacksonville's certainly capable, but it's hard just to go against Belichick and Brady at the end of the day. Um, 
I think that's going to be a lower scoring game, though. I don't think New England's going to have a ton of success uh, against against Jacksonville. Um, offense to defense. I think that Jacksonville can move the ball. We'll learn from that in the running game. Uh, that's where New England struggled on the years on the ground. Um, the question is whether or not you believe that Blake Bortles will be as consistently uh, efficient on third down as he was last week. I just find that hard to project in this game. So with that said, I'm going to go with New England and of course win at home. Okay. JB. Ooh. Well, I'm going to have to also go with New England. I think the um, the run Jacksonville made has been outstanding, but I think the first half is going to be uh, um, a, a true battle. But I think the difference is going to be at halftime. I think um, Belichick is always going to be able to figure out what you like to do and make adjustments on the fly, and I think he's going to have to do it and will do it in this game. Um, I think the stadium is going to be rocking enough to cause Bortles some issues. And I'm going to take New England pulling away in the second half, so I'm going New England. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, all the conventional wisdom says to go with the Patriots, history, coaching, Tom Brady, home field advantage. Um, you know, Jacksonville's certainly an up-and-coming team. Um, Bortles, while he has, had, you know, had a good game last week, he still isn't a guy that um, – you know, people are sold on, although I think that fired him up for for the game against Pittsburgh. You know, the comments about him and, you know, I want to make Tom Brady look like, you know, Blake Bortles and all of, all that kind of, all them comments. Um, but, you know, I picked with you guys last week and got my ass handed to me on a platter. So <laughs> while I think while I think the Patriots, you know, should win this game, I'm going to go ahead with the upset, man. I'm calling Jacksonville right here, bro. I'm calling Jacksonville because, man, y'all don't know football, man. Y'all got me over here losing games, picking with y'all. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of y'all. I'm sick of all three of you bums. So I'm going Jacksonville, okay? That's what I'm going to do. That's an asshole. Hell is going on right here. Nah, here we go. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm like, I'm like, I call myself the omniscient one, and I keep losing. Nah, man. Nah, man. I'm going with Jacksonville, bro, with the upset. Like the okay. one. <laughs> the upset. Bruh. Upset. Okay. And we got Minnesota at Philadelphia. Let's go. K-Star, who you got? We got two backup quarterbacks going head up in the land of brotherly love. Who you got? <laughs> um, I want to go with Case Keenum because he's shown the c- capacity to play at a high level and not play like a backup, whereas Foles uh, hasn't been very impressive. And uh, I mean, they just have such superior skilled uh, players from the uh, with Thielen and, and Diggs, and they have such a great defense that I think, you know, with the continuity they've had with Keenum and that offense, uh, it's going to prevail over what the Eagles have with Foles in that offense, and I think that's going to be the biggest difference maker here because both defenses are truly awesome on both sides. So, uh, I like the Vikings. Okay, JB. Come on, it's a compelling case you got there, K Star, and and um, I definitely see where you're going. I'm going to take the Eagles reluctantly just because they are the Eagles, but here's why. The celebration and the exuberance and excitement of the Vikings win, I think, is going to carry them too far. I think they're going to get hung up on 
what has taken place. Plus, they were playing at home. Now they're going on the road. And I think the Eagles still feeling disrespected, still feeling as though with Carson Wentz being out, they still have a chip on the shoulder and still have something to prove. That couple with being at home, uh, it's going to be another nail-biter, but I'm going to take the Eagles. Okay. Train? Okay, it's another one uh, that's pretty goddamn tough to pick. Um, as much as I don't want to see an NFC North team get to the Super Bowl, uh, just be easy for me to go pick the Eagles. I'm struggling with this one because I'm really looking at the defenses. I'm not looking at the offenses. I'm looking at the fact that Philly held an Atlanta defense to 10 points. I mean, an Atlanta offense to 10 points. Now, they might not have had the play calling Kyle Shanahan, but they have the same personnel. They got Julio. They got a nice running back at tandem. They had Matty Ice. They got the supporting cast, and yet Philly held them boys to 10 points. But on the fifth side, my problem is that Philly also <laughs> only scored, what, 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm looking at Minnesota, and I know that defense is legit. Uh, offensively, they can definitely put up points. Their quarterback, unlike Nick Foles, uh, has played the majority of the season, and due to his play, is part of the reason, along with Minnesota defense, why they are in position now. So I'm a low-key pull for Philadelphia. Like, come on, Philly, get in that ass. Fuck them Vikings. But I'm going to choose the Vikings. Listen. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little surprised at JB picking Philly, man. I, I can't go there. Um, NFC East competitor. Uh, I think our most hated rival. And, you know, when you talk about Minnesota and the hangover, man, they got a coach named Mike Zimmer who's going to make sure that don't happen. Okay, Zimmer's old school. Like I said, he coached under Parcells. He's a damn good coach, and he's defensive-minded. We're seeing defenses really um, win and lose games here. And um, I think he's going to have his team ready. You know, I think he's going to have these guys ready. And, you know, when I look at – um, Minnesota's offense, and I look at Philly's offense. I'm sorry, I don't even see. I don't even think it's close. Now defense, yeah, they both got some pretty wild defenses. I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. But when I look at Philly's offense versus Minnesota's offense, and I look at Foles, who I just don't believe in, versus Keenum, who I, I don't believe in him either. But that said, Chain, you make a valid point. He's played a longer season. They got great, you know, weapons at wide receiver. They got Murray at running back. And I know Philly's got some running backs, too, and they got Jeffries and stuff. But I'm just not there with Philly. And even if I was, I, you know, they could be playing the Browns right now. I'd be like, you know, let me explain to you why Cleveland's going to win this game at 0-16. I can't pick Philly. I can't do it. So I got to go ahead uh, with Minnesota and leave. Actually, leave JB in the minority on this one. He's the only one going with Philly. So, God bless you there, bruh. <laughs> um, all right. That should be good. That should be good. Um, let's see if I had anything else on the thing. I did put on here to talk about a coaching update, but you know what? We really don't um, – th- there's not a lot yet because all the coaches that are 
being talked about are still with teams. So it's what really not even about? worth getting in. What we did you your team last week? Just because y'all, just because y'all ain't doing nothing. Look, I told you last week, player. The name I was waiting on was Vic Fangio. No, we did not complete this. Okay, I talk about head coaches. We got man. one heart. Look, hey, hold on, man. Understand, but understand, getting our head, head coach and then getting Vic Fangio was key. Okay, okay you can go and get yeah, what we needed. About- Hey man, slow your roll. So, Take talk about. You can go ahead and talk about Fangio. I'm just saying, for a head coaching update, we really don't have one because the coaches that are being rumored are still playing. So we're gonna have to, other than Gruden, which you already talked about, we gotta have to wait. Okay, hey, we got an offensive line coach from Cincinnati. I could have gone there, but I'm not. I wasn't going there. You want to talk about Fangio? But this is the ahead, Fangio we talking about. Talk about Fangio, man. Talk about Fangio. Let me get in there. Yeah. Go ahead, man. So like I was saying, <laughs> don't matter. Like I was saying, we just uh, said, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Championship. Uh, that guy. But uh, anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> Look, now I just want to add that. Look, I just want to add that we landed Vic Fangio, man, for another three years. That was huge. In our overall coaching, it's the coaching staff. Now, I won't have nothing to say about coaches for the rest of the season. I'm done. Okay. okay. We got Vic. Okay. I'm excited. Hey, man. Hey, your, your majesty, We could. I could make you immortal. Uh, yeah, no, I'll just go with the Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I don't think we have enough Bud Light for the party. Turn me into Bud Light. Dilly dilly. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Damn, you was about to do it. <laughs> I love these commercials. I'm sorry. I think I think on my next sound I'm gonna get is dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Okay. Right. He's at work all the time. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I I will say, you know, I wasn't gonna say it, but um uh what's his name? I think his name is Paul Anderson. Is that his name? Anderson. From the Bengals, uh, 23 years with the Bengals. Um, Alexander, Paul Alexander, 23 yep. years with the Bengals as offensive line coach, which I didn't even know that there was a guy that been with the same team in the same position um, for that long. But 23 years, very respected coach in the league. And, um, you know, you, when you've been a coach for 23 years, at the same position, you've you've seen a lot. So I I think for the Cowboys, it's a good move. A lot of a lot of coaching moves. We'll get into them more uh, after the Super Bowl. But a lot of coordinators and you know assistant coaches and all that around the league shifting around. And you know we heard uh, Malarkey over in Tennessee. Uh, they agreed to part ways. In other words, he was fired. Um, that kind of was a little bit surprising. I'm actually hearing. 
I, I don't think it's going to happen, but there was a, some fan scuttlebutt that maybe they're going to bring Jeff Fisher back. Um, I will laugh my black butt off if Jeff Fisher goes back to Tennessee. I will, because that mm. would be a nightmare. 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 Um, but anywho, um, gentlemen, that's all I had. I had a, I had a, I had a rough day uh, for a lot of reasons, but I'm here. So I didn't have a chance to really dig deep into NFL topics. So this is I just we, this is what we got for today, gentlemen. So um, um, before I go before I go into final words, is there anything else any of you three wanted to cover before we move on and go to final words and get on out of here? Man, I get crickets no, I'm like a I get crickets. Oh, we know case dog gonna be quiet. Case dog gonna be quiet like a library. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting to leave some. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. I'm so, happy uh, I get to watch the game this weekend. Yeah, I know, man. You was out with the wife, man. I saw the Facebook stuff, man. Y'all was here, there, everywhere, man. I mean. You know, it was but you know what? That's what married. Life, it was that's what that's what married life and no children is. Okay, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is, man. I I I I I I I was um, I was with my became wife for a long time before we had kids, but we actually got married after our first kid before our second one, and so I remember when it was just her and I. Um, but we had no money. So I wasn't doing the shit that you're doing. You know, it's like, baby, remember Blockbuster video? Yeah, that was a party right there. Baby, you ready to go to Blockbuster and get a video? Shit, baby, you know what? I got buy one, get one free. We could watch two movies tonight. Hell yeah. And I got a $5 Subway coupon, too. Shit, for 10 bucks, we got two movies and Subway. Can I get something to drink? You better get some of that faucet water. Oh, yeah, want something to drink? What do I look like? I look like I'm rich. Damn, trying to break me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I ain't got that PhD money. You know what I'm saying? That doctor. Why you got that hey, banker's you know, money, man? Oh, that's true. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, I was, about, I was talking about you this weekend. I don't know what I did with this guy's card. His name was uh, Barrett Davis. I think that was his name. Man, and I was like, I was like, man, I was at a mortgage expo in Mohegan on Friday, and I think his name was Barrett Davis. I said, man, what a name, Barrett Davis. And I was like, Barrett Davis, and everybody's cracking up. And I said, you know, I do a show in Madden Voice, I'm a co-host, I got three co-hosts around the country, and you know, I'm a brother down there, and then you got a guy named K-Star over there in Indiana, and, 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 and I said, then I got a guy on the West Coast, I said, yo. But he's got the name. He said, what's his name? I said, his name is Mackenzie McNeil III. I said, yo, James Bond looked at his name and said, yo, I like that name, man. Can I get your name? <laughs> Can I get your name? And they were like, it's kind of a cool name. I said, yo, man, I want to change my name. I'm telling you, I'm going to be Mackenzie McNeil to like 17. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Woo. Because I just put his government name all, all over the Madden voice. But that's okay. I'm sure I've said it before on the show. That's right. That's his yeah. name. He's proud, of it. He's proud of it. Love that name. Okay. Enough of my little chibber-chabber. Let's go ahead with final thoughts. And since, you know, we'll start with the aforementioned Dr. Train the first. Go ahead, Dr. Train. Man, 
I'm just going to keep my thoughts simple. This weekend, um, make sure you just love the football season. When you when the unexpected happens, it's something to talk about for the longest, and everybody is just caught off guard. I just hope next year my team is included on the good side of an unexpected. <laughs> that would be awesome. And not be like K-Star's team and be on the bad side of an unexpected. That's just horrible. So. <laughs> See y'all next week for the unexpected. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, next year you. Yes. We are the best shuffling crew, shuffling on down to the police. We're so bad, we know we're good. You know, I, I, I can see Train over there popping and locking every time I play that, man. Yeah. Popping and locking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Train want to hear next year. Okay, we hope we hope, we hope hope for Train that we get to hear that next year. Maybe we'll have an NFC championship game, uh, Chicago traveling to AT&T Stadium to play the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, on that note, let's go to JB. <laughs> JB, final thought. <laughs> Uh, final thoughts are real simple. Um, you got to play all 60 minutes. You never know what's going to happen next. You have to play until there's no time left on the clock because we've already seen what happened this weekend. So we've got the cream of the crop. I put that in air quotes because obviously nobody expects Jacksonville to be here, but this is it. This is for the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, 60 minutes, two games. Let's see who's the best that can take them, take their teams to the conference. Uh, to the uh, Super Bowl, so I'm looking forward to it. All right. Um, K-Star. <laughs> K-Star. Bruh, your last words. Oh, man. Um, damn. That's my last word, man. Uh, nah. You know, I'm interested in seeing. There's rumors that that was a Tahiti's last call game. Hoping that's actually true. Um, maybe that's why Ben was, was – was talking about playing another three years at least because he maybe he had heard that Haley's on his way out as well, and that rejuvenated him. I mean, literally, that could be the case. Uh, they had a bad history, bad relationship. Apparently, they kept publicly under wraps for a number of years. But uh, yeah, T, you were right. He is he is a cancer, and um, the cancer ate away our Super Bowl chances this year, and I'm pretty disgusted by it. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't blame you. I would I would be um I would be I would be disgusted too, but like I said, I, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. Um okay, anything else? Was that it? That's it. Okay. Um you know, um there's a lot that I could say, but I won't. Um the games were great. But real quick before I before I touch on football, just indulge me for 15 seconds. Um, you know, yesterday was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, and um, it's it's interesting with everything that goes on um, that racism is still front and center in in uh, in this country, and that we're still dealing with things like that sweatshirt, or we're dealing with the comments that. You know, uh, you know, I, I get it. He's saying he didn't say it. It's not like 
you know, Trump hasn't lied before. I think he said it, but that's my opinion. He's saying he didn't say it. Some are saying he did. Some are saying he didn't. The fact that we even have to have the discussion is disgusting. The fact that we that there's a debate on whether he said it or not. Um, I don't know of I don't know of any uh, you know Obama, Clinton, um, Bush, both Bushes, uh, Reagan. Uh, I, you know, Ford, I can go back to Carter. I don't ever remember discussions of, did he really say that derogatory remark? Did he really say it? I don't recall that. Um, and we've had this with this president more than once. This ain't the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last. It happens too many times. And when we look at Martin Luther King's birthday, I dug up something that I saw. Um, I think actually it might have been on my brother's wall. So I'm going to steal it and say I took credit for it. Um, because I can, because I told him that's what he needs to do. Take, you, you find something, steal it, and take credit for it. So I'm stealing it, but it was on my brother's wall. Um, it was a 1987 speech by Ronald Reagan. I was going to download it. It's four minutes and 19 seconds. I was going to play it. It's kind of the outro, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Um, but I will read one small quote, make a couple comments, and then we'll get on out of here. But this was in 1987, so we're talking 31 years ago. Um, and it's a four-minute, 19-second speech. And I would recommend everyone watch this speech. You can search Ronald Reagan remarks, Martin Luther King birthday uh, on YouTube, or you can go to my Facebook page. I actually made it a public post. So if you look for Terrence Floyd, yep, I put my government name out there too, Terrence Floyd, it'll be right there. It's a, it's a public post. So feel free to, um, to, to check it out. Um, but here's just a small excerpt. Um, and, and here's the other thing you want to do. You want to listen to his and then listen to what Trump said and see the difference. I'm no Reagan fan by any stretch of imagination, but mad respect for a very popular president. Mad respect. And mad respect for every president that ain't Donald Trump, Republican or Democrat, that still led and represented this country with dignity. Even if I didn't agree with their policies, I never questioned them as individuals or human beings. None of them. They all were respectable people that led to – even Bill Clinton, yeah, I know. He had the thing and Monica and all that. He's a man. It happened. But as far as running this country, we never questioned any of these presidents, including Reagan, especially Reagan, who was pretty good on foreign policy as well. Um, but here's a quote from Ronald Reagan. If someone, even a friend, uses an ugly word referring to another's race or religion, let's make it clear we won't put up, we won't put up with it. There is no place – for them in a democratic and free America. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, man. When I listened to Reagan and, you know, they called him the great communicator um, because he was the kind of president, even no matter what, you know, uh, Republican, Democrat, uh, independent, it don't matter. You, you just you, you felt good listening to him. He just made you feel good. Even, even in this speech, he makes a joke about he, he talked about the days of Lincoln, and he said, and, you know, and despite what people think, I'm not old enough to have walked to school with Abraham Lincoln. Like, even little things like that to make him just a joke and make him more human. Like, a lot of respect for Reagan. And I just want people to think about that. If anyone, even a friend, uses an ugly word in front to another's race or religion, let's make it clear we won't put up with it. Think about how many times that happens every day. And think about if we stop tolerating that. We talk about racism. We talk about everything going on around the world, around the country, right? But just think about if we just did what we could control and we just told people, hey, man, what are you doing using the N-word? Hey, man, what are you doing calling that person that? Or calling, Yo, that ain't cool, man. Yeah, well, it's just us. Yeah, but you know what? I don't play that. It ain't cool. Just think. If we all did that, where this country could go.
And can we, can we please not be tolerant for a leader that conducts himself allegedly in a way? Because I'm going to tell you where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a reason this is out there. If all of you are like, well, there's no proof, well, there's no proof, come on now. Look at the man's history. Don't, don't get your head out of the sand and look at the man's history. We, we cannot accept this. We cannot tolerate it. Not in this country. We have to be better, and we have to demand better from all of our leaders, Republican, Democrat, black or white. I don't care. We have to demand better. That's what Martin Luther King died for, and that's what many other people died for. So what are we going to do? tomorrow to make this happen think about that all right on that note we've got some great football games coming up this week there's only two they're both on sunday two games left i mean guys we're getting close to where football is over and we're gonna have withdrawals right we're gonna have a little drool coming out the side of our mouth the little booger sliding out of our nose we're gonna be twitching and we're gonna be like i gotta have my football it's gonna be withdrawals man give me my football this is some bullshit i ain't got no football and it'll only be and it'll only be february okay so get out there and watch these last handful of games that we've got including the pro bowl and of course the big daddy the super bowl oh yeah forgot keith jackson man R.I.P., man. Another, you know, we lost Dick Enberg, and now Keith Jackson, man. Another great one. One of the best to ever do it. Um, okay, I got a ghost in here. Something just knocked over my, my, my shit. Okay, uh, maybe that was Keith Jackson. Okay, hey, sorry, Keith. Just giving you some props, bro. Damn. Um, so Keith Jackson, man, R.I.P., one of the best to ever do it. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and um, R.I.P. So on that note, Hey, man, for JB, for Dr. Train, and for K-Star, sorry, K-Star, no, I'm not, um, everybody, have a great week, and uh, watch these two games, let's see if we're going to have another great weekend, another great day of football, all feuds, especially this coming on Sunday, settled on the field, have a great weekend, enjoy the games, good night, everybody. Bop 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 b